way here. Welcome to the wonders of Thedas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. And I'm Jessica. We don't have Logan with us today, but today with us we do have... Jill! Yeah. Jill is one of the players in my home game. Uh, she knows quite a bit about the Dragon Age role-playing game by this point, so we are more than happy to have her along. Uh, so thank you for joining us, Jill. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Um, welcome. So we're uh, today we're going to be talking about the character creation process and our main topic. Uh, we're going to start with talking about uh, this week in Thetis. You'll need to hear the whole story. So uh, the week we have, well, let's see, the week we have, the news we have for this week is uh, that Green Ronin has revised their Game Master's kit that was originally re- released back around 2010. The kit is now is available for pre-order through Green Ronin's store. It's going to come through normal channels soonish. My, uh, let's say the gentleman who runs our friendly local gaming store just told me that he was able to put the pre-order in. Where oh, I also, he did. Mm-hmm. Where I also work, by the way. Correct. Yes. yes. We have, it's the best. We, we have, have the best uh, one. We have someone on the. It inn. is the friendliest local gaming store you will find. It is. If you're mm-hmm. in the Bloomington, uh, Bloomington, Indiana area, you should definitely come check out the Common Room Games. Yes. It's a good time. Around the spring, they're going to be releasing a new set of dice from Q Workshop. We have a small collection of the dice that they made in the first run. They are quite lovely. They're very, uh, what's the word? Call them... Elaborate. Elaborate, yes. Very elaborate, very beautiful, very detailed, very intricate. They're a little hard to read. That is is the complaint a lot of folks have had, that they are a bit difficult to read. You roll it down and like, is that a six? It kind of winds into the circle of magi symbol there. Or winds into the Templar symbol there. I am a little, little bit offended that the griffin is on the one, because clearly the griffin should be on the six. It goes on all the odd on numbers. The, yeah, and the blood on dragon the on all the even numbers. But, but griffin. <laughs> We're not buying these dice sets unless they have griffins in them. I'm not buying these dice sets unless they have but griffins dragons. in them. But dragons. Blood dragons. And blood, I think that's yeah. what they officially call it. Oof. That new set's going to be available for pre-order later. It is in the works. And finally, uh, we're going to be mentioning this now. We'll be talking about it much later. We don't know when it's coming out, but they have talked about a book that's supposedly coming out at the end of the year. It's been announced. It has been announced, correct. Green Running has announced it a while ago. It's called Faces of Thetis. It's going to be talking about various characters from the Dragon Age universe, Mm. which will be very useful for our home game because we have Wynn in that home game from Dragon Age Origins. Wynn is a boss. She's awesome. But with Faces of Thetis, we would have more official Bioware-confirmed stat blocks for them. Rather than just what you would And stat blocks, depending on the... I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, rather than what uh, what you have already made for her. Correct. I, uh, I'm pretty curious as to say what, oh, I don't know, Flemeth turns out to be, if statted. Oh my. I'm a little scared, though. Will she have multiple like, blocks? Uh, is she most... a dragon? Like, I mean... Pretend Flemeth? <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> pretend Flemeth. This is this the Witch one... of the Wilds Flemeth. Witch oh, of the Lady Wilds Flemeth. Flemeth. This Flemeth, is... who turns into, <laughs> Flemeth turns into a dragon and saves Hawk from the Darkspawn as he's fleeing Lothering. You know. They are going to have multiple stat blocks for each character depending on the era that they're from. So, okay. especially for characters who like come from Dragon Age 2, they might have a different stat block for whether the game is in Act 1, 2, or 3. That makes sense. Or yeah. um, they might have a different stat block for win at the beginning of Dragon Age Origins and at the end of Dragon Age Origins. They will end up being quite different. They will also detail how you can use the character in your home games, how you can have them interact with your parties, 
it's it's gonna be a cool book. I'm very excited for it. And supposedly they're going to also release a couple of new specializations in the book because some of the P, uh, NPCs that will be coming with them have specializations that really work for them, but don't have any specializations that exist now that really do. In so, the core, yeah. which means that well, the players will also be getting some extra stuff in addition to GMs having more material to work with. I want this book now. Indeed, it's gonna be awesome. So uh, next, uh, our next segment is going to be the Codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? This is the part of the show where we will answer questions that are sent in by Liu listeners. We have no questions to answer this time. Uh, we will... I will collect... Uh... I, I have a question. You have a question. We okay. need an answer. Are you wearing the uh, equipable item that gives you more experience points for this part of the show? I grabbed the, uh, unfortunately I grabbed the... the sash, the, I believe. No, I, I grabbed the, uh, I think it's the Dwarven Merchant's Belt. It makes, increases fair. money gain. Find Dwarven Crafts. It's not working. <laughs> I'm real sad. It's not working. <laughs> so, if you have a question about the Dragon Age role-playing game, or any questions for us and our, uh, well, questions for us will probably be not answered on this podcast, but on this podcast we'll be happy to answer any questions you have about the Dragon Age role-playing games, about rules, about clarifications... About uh, suggestions, about perhaps uh, build suggestions. And you can address the questions to any one of us as well. Correct. Absolutely. Like, this Whoever is you like. for Jessica. Correct. Yes. Oh. You can send those questions to wondersofthetispodcast at gmail.com, or you can send them in a personal message to Cop the Protector on the Green Running Forums. That is me. I, I, I travel the forums quite often, I answer the questions occasionally. Mm, I don't get quite so far into the rules discussions, but there's a lot of good discussion on that board. So do make sure you take a time to uh, check them out. A lot of folks answer questions there already. You can feel free to answer, ask questions to us if you haven't found an answer on the boards. But it'll be a good time. So thank you very much. And now we're going to open our books to the Dissonant Verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. The Dissonant Verses. Welcome. This is the part of the show where we're going to broadcast fan-made content for the Dragon Age RPG, whether it is made by listeners or made by us here on the podcast. Or maybe even if we find some cool stuff floating around. Correct. There's a lot of cool stuff floating around, and I've got a, a little bit of a list of backlogs. Of, I think so, we're so actually speak. using a couple of things that are... We are. Like, in our home game. Mm-hmm. Some sort of, some titles and organizations that we're not Correct. necessarily... We'll definitely have to cover those. Because and, yeah. That one... That... And if you guys are interested, I'm sure we can uh, hmm. include sources online. Oh, of so course. You can, you can access those yourselves. We will be posting the sources or the download links on the blogs when we post these. And if we create any uh, original content of our own, we'll also be posting that on the blog. So feel free to check out the blog, see what we've got. And use our stuff. It's yeah, here for feel you. free to use our stuff. You can use our stuff if you like, but you don't have to. But I think it'll be fun. So. Speaking of creating, creating things, you know. Speaking of creating things, why don't we get down to what we're here for? We're going to talk about the character creation process. Today's our, this is our main topic for today. Is it fate or chance? I can never decide. Thank you for all for joining us. We're going to be covering an important step in any RPG, which is making your characters. It's very fundamental. Very I love fundamental. Doing this. Dragon Age, the Dragon Age role-playing game compartmentalizes character creation into eight steps. Some of these steps are absolutely brainless and may take you only a moment to answer. The character creation is quite straightforward and is and can be fun. 
Uh, two, two of these texts require a bit of math. And the last one, the last one, I'm going to stress to you guys, when we get there, this is worth taking an entire session zero to answer with your fellow players. Session, Certainly. Yes. Session zero being uh, the first session that you guys sit down, and this is something that I definitely encourage, especially for character creation, sitting down with the rest of your friends who are going to play, or the people who are going to run the game for you, and talk about what you're doing. We'll, about, we'll get to that. Yes. We can, yeah, we'll elaborate we'll more get to that when we minute. get to that step. Mm -hmm. So, we'll start with step one, which is to create a concept. This is, the, so what kind of person is your character? The concept can be broad or it can be narrow, it can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, if you know the Dragon Age setting, it will help you immensely, but it is not required. Uh, a later step will give you some play ideas to play for places your character to fit into the world of Theta, so you don't have to know anything about Thetis right away. This step may go very quickly because you might have an, have an idea in mind. But this step is very important for understanding the direction you want to take for the rest of the creation process, so don't neglect it. Don't skip over this one. Just think of something, write it down. Probably if you think you're going to be playing a Dragon Age game, you probably like instantaneously came up with a concept, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know what Dragon Age was really until I played in this uh, game, and I picked up the Origins. And uh, so I ended up sort of making my first character on Origins. Yeah. Would you romance? Was it Lily? Yeah, Liliana is who I'm, um, yeah. She's, she's fun. Cute. Yeah. Also cute. I accidentally romanced Liliana by telling her that she said my hair was nice, and I said thank you, and apparently <laughs> that meant we were in a relationship, so she was very upset when I married Alistair. <laughs> what about us? Betrayed! What about us? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, my uh, dwarf romance Zevran. It was a good time. You always romance Everett. Yeah, I don't think you've ever romanced a female character in any dragon in any bi no Bioware. You did Liara and Mass Effect. I, I, I romanced Liara in, my, in Mass Effect, and in one of my other playthroughs in Inquisition, when I made a Kunari cut. Doesn't count. He romanced Cassandra. Doesn't count. Ooh. You went for Dorian. <laughs> I went for Dorian first. But, right. but Cassandra, guys. But Cassandra. Cassandra's a good choice. She's Moving great. on. So, <laughs> if you have a strong idea in mind, feel free to consider the step finished, but it does not hurt to at least write down your character's most basic concept. And as a special treat to you guys, we're going to be making characters alongside you, so you guys can kind of get a feel for what the character creation process might sound like. It might not sound like this for you guys. It might sound exactly like this. It might sound nothing like this. But we're going to go ahead and go around the table with character concepts, and we're going to start building something. Let's see. My character concept is going to be someone who lives in the slums of society who aspires to be something greater than his surroundings. Mm. And there's a spot on the back of my character sheet here for concept, goals, and ties. I'm going to write in that box con the concept. And which of the character sheets are we using today? Because I know there's a... Oh, yes. We're using... Yes, we are using the character sheets from back when Dragon Age was still came in boxes. In the box sets, yeah. Yeah, it still came in boxes. There's a new character sheet that you can uh, that you can get out of the PDF for the core rulebook that is out now, and it's a little nicer. It's got more room for more talents... It's got more room for your specializations. Got some spell pages too, I think. Um, or is I that... think it, I think it's got the same amount of room for the spell. But on Green Ronin's site, you can also download a spell grimoire, which oh. is just a huge page oh. for you to put magic on. Nice. So I will write down aspiring hero, noble, cool guy. <laughs> cool guy. Cool guy. Hmm. And that's all I've got right now. That's what we're starting. That's what we're going to be starting with. Mm -hmm. We don't have... I don't have a race. I don't have where it comes from. I don't have, even know if it's a he or a she. And as you 
continue doing the steps of the character, that might change, too. Of course. You might mm-hmm. latch on to something else you like better, which is fine. Totally. Go mm-hmm. with it. Go for it. I think I'm going to go... See, with uh, the character that I'm currently playing, they've had a pretty stable life, especially for somebody in Thetis. But I think this person maybe didn't. So I'm thinking somebody whose family has been uh, maybe killed by Darkspawn or something. Ooh, that's always fun. Like their Real whole girl. family. Or no, probably not Darkspawn. You'll know, probably go with Templars because Ooh. that gives us someone to be out for blood against. Mm. That's true. So, so that's uh, someone that's that could cause more problems to be out for blood with, maybe. Yeah, and could be using blood to go out for blood. You see, the GM oh. here is getting excited because the player's already giving her hooks, giving the GM hooks to work with right away. I do players, that. Uh, please do that. A key part of session zero. Yes. Is, work with uh, the GM. The GM should be there, too. And you can... GM can just sit back and listen, honestly, <laughs> and let the players go. Yeah. It creates problems for the players later on because we're like, oh, you used that? Yeah, awesome. that's happened. That's a good time. I said that to you in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've said that. <laughs> I can it's imagine. not easy when you're married to the GM. No. And he's like, oh, hey, would you be wanting to help me with uh, figuring out this one build? And then you find out that it's going to kill you later. Thanks, dear. Well, you've betrayed all of us, so you're like a, <laughs> you know, an interesting spot. But, Don't worry. I'll and make you know, sure you, you just, betray everyone, too. The, the only Excellent. reason you haven't is because you aren't here. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're working on it. Hey, my character's not betraying some... anybody. I'm the one who's going to get stabbed in the back, if anything. Probably. You're too trusting. Yeah, well, you know, you, you guys gave me reasons to trust you. I know. I'm so devious that way. Okay. We have a very complicated relationship with games sometimes, but it's fun. It is fun. It's all part of the fun. For me, I think, so, my character Callion was a bit uh, downtrodden upon, and uh, so I'm thinking maybe something slightly similar to that, but... It's good to play what you enjoy. Yes. Um, I like I like the underdog stories. I like, yes. you know, the comeback so that's, you know, they were weak and they are now strong through playing the game. And then they can help those who need it now. The game, the Orlesian yes. game? Yes, perhaps. That's quite the game to play. It is the game. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll end up being Orlesian, I don't know. Um, but I'm also, there. the uh, book has on page 11 here some uh, suggestions for your character concepts. And I'm yes. really liking the seeker of forbidden knowledge who often acts before thinking. Yes. If you guys want to take a look, quick look at page 11 of the core rule book, and uh, they ha- after character concept, they do have a list of examples. So if our examples aren't quite enough to get the creative juices flowing, you can always check that one out. Also, you can just check out other media sources. Oh, totally. Some of your favorite characters be like... Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars The Force Unleashed, or Awakened. Unleashed is also fun. Unleashed is also great, but Star Wars weird. The Force Awakens. <laughs> Ray, look at Ray, look at Finn, you know, look Ray at these... So play Ray. Anyway. Everyone okay. should play Ray. We should keep moving. Yes. We got all we got a character concept. Uh, we're going to now get into the part of character creation that... Sometimes it's fun, and sometimes can be miserable. We're going to be talking about determining your abilities. Now that you know who the character is, we're going to determine what their potential is. Your character will have eight abilities. Communication, Constitution, Cunning, Dexterity, Magic, Perception, Strength, and Willpower. They're all pretty straightforward. We're going to generate those abilities. So, to generate those abilities, need those 3d6s. You're going to hear a lot of thock, 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 thock. There's going to be a lot of thocking. Apologies. So, what we're going to do... To generate the ability scores, we're going to be rolling these 3d6s eight times, and we're going to be writing the results in the same order, keeping the order. Compare the results on the table on page 11 of the core rulebook, which is the determining abilities table. You will have your eight abilities. When you have them all copied down, you may swap two of them. That's what we're going to do. 
Sounds right. good. I Here goes nothing. A two, a five, and a six. That equals 13. So that gives me a plus two in my communication to start. Awesome. I just rolled... I have notoriously bad luck, guys. Oh, um, man. I just rolled a five, a two, and a one, which gives me eight, which gives me a zero communication. Ooh. Here's, no, is... here's no surprise to anyone here at the table. Uh, my constitution, I rolled six, which gives me a zero. Ha! Another glass oh. cannon, huh? I'm, well, hey, you know, my communication's a zero, so that's different. I'm that is very, so we're, we're, very We're switching average some stats. things up. You are the talker. I am very tiny. It's a very average stats. I got one. I've got one roll above eleven so far. I got a ten con. Oh, so come that's on. a one. I'm you got be all ones. Twelve. Congratulations. 20. We're ineffective. You're, yeah, you're incredibly average. <laughs> we're gonna oh, say one is meant to be the most average stat. For most people in for most people in Thetis, an average ability score is one. Your ability scores when, during this part of character creation could be as low as negative two and could be as high as four, which is outstanding. This is such a bad but thing. But that does require you to roll quite well. I'm two zero two zero. Oh gosh, I think okay, I, I have got to one re- big number. I think I have to re-roll, guys. Yeah, six zero. You know you you know you may need to re-roll your set when you can say it in binary. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, hey, oh, there, we there we go. 13. 13, that gets you two. Me a two. A two, it's bigger. Officially not binary <laughs> anymore. It's the sum of all your other ability scores <laughs> oh so God. far. It is. <laughs> it's a rough time being low level in Thetis. It is. It's it another third. Nope, this is. Uh, now, if you get a, if you get a somewhat low or somewhat three. average oh, ability oh, score spread, don't worry, don't stress it too much. You will get to increase some of them later on, especially later on in this character creation. What if process. you're really, really bad though? Oh, then. Like, ooh. Like that. Yeah, that's that's. Zero rough. one zero one zero two three zero. Uh, yeah. It's. I got some twos. Well, you can right. switch. You can switch two of them too. Correct. When we are when we've got all eight ability scores, we can swap two of them. So if you want to, <laughs> I got a bunch of ones. Can and I switch your decks with your magic, or can I swap a zero for another zero? Do I'm it. Swap no. my decks for my willpower. That's, see, that's not terrible. Yeah, no. see, well, you only got three zeros. I yeah. Pretty, I, rolled, I got four zeros. I rolled. Yeah. I got pretty consistent and pretty average. I am some slightly above average in a couple of things. I have approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> <laughs> should I try to work with this, or should I try to make a different set? Um, it's pretty bad. You, you might want to re-roll. Could stick with it. I say, I mean, you gotta re-roll. If you're gonna re-roll, do it all. But yeah. Yes, if you do re-roll, and you can always I'm ask try your GM if you really it. don't if like you're... your ability your ability set, you can always ask the GM to re-roll the whole thing, and they can say yes or no, or they might enforce mm-hmm. you can only roll like so many sets yeah. at a time, or. It'll depend on your GM, but the GM in this room says you may re-roll those stats. Good. Helps your stats married that you to it. Asha were fantastic. Yeah, were. That's where all the luck went. My character for the home game she's ended up so with... so good. It's like, she started out with like three, three, two, one, four, zero, zero, four, I think was actually it. That's pretty dang good. I rolled two 18s. That's it was insane. Pretty dang good. I could make Oof, not off a uh, great start. <laughs> I think can't that's a roll. zero. I think an eight is a zero. Eight yeah. is a zero. Though, yeah. That's right. okay. It's okay. It's okay. One zero is fine. Yeah. Let's... That's all right. Now I'm debating. It's a 12. That's a 12. A 12, 12 is good. 12, you got two. Yeah. Two con. Hmm. 
I'm debating if I want to switch any of my biscuits. Oh, maybe you should start over now. Stop. <laughs> How are you so bad at this? All I'm, of the luck went into that one character, and now it's all gone. The, the, honestly, like I said in the previous episode, I've been playing games since I was 12. That is virtually the only character I've ever played that has rolled stats and rolled them amazingly well. I'm going to roll a second I have set terrible so I dice luck. even, but okay. I think I might keep this. I rolled I very even. I would have to adapt. Come on! Dots on. <laughs> could, could try your dice? I mean... You use these dice. I mean... They, those they are the dice I, Those them. are the dice I use to GM with, so sometimes they roll... No, I'm just going to keep it. Oh dear! I'm just gonna. You're gonna ruin. Here, why don't you? Why don't you do two of these and a dragon die? Right, there we go. There do we it go. like classic style. Spend, ma- uh, add the magic. Ooh, twelve. Right, twelve. Two, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I take so that. So I ended up with a one communication, a two constitution, a one cunning, twelve, two dexterity, one magic, one perception, two strength, and one willpower. Holy crap, that's three 12s in a row, guys. I think I might uh, go with the Seeker of Forbidden Knowledge, who often uh, acts before they think. I got a uh, two communication. Nice. Oh, what'd you do? Another 12. Another 12. Oh my god. In a row. Completely opposite now, clockwise. Well, just four 12s on 3d6, four times in a row. Are you you a mage? mage? Do you you have to go to the Circle Tower now? You can't make, you'll never take me alive. I'm not sending you to the Circle Tower. They're going to pry you out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> oh, this time it's only an 11. Mm, that's a 1. It's a 1 for her magic, so she's probably not a mage. I'm probably going to switch it out. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe you're just not that good at magic. Maybe you're a. Maybe you know, you're a not. Primalist. It's another 12! A primalist, but. It okay. is worth noting that Dragon Age, unlike a lot of other role playing games, you do not pick your class very early in your. In your in your character creation process. As a matter of fact, your your class is actually kind of restricted based on the next step that we're going to be jumping into. Oh, oh and one crappy luck. one. Yep, that luck ran out. Good, as it should be. Yes, I think I will switch out my magic and your communication. Yeah. Because usually I'm a party face. Today I'm not going to be one. She's going right. to be all I'm going to attempt to be a cunning party face, perhaps. Shall we move on to uh, step three? Yes, why don't we do yeah. that? Step three is an, is a very meaty step. This step is choosing your character's background. Now you will choose. Now that you know what your character can do, you will choose where your character's upbringing, culture, race, and education all at once. Your background is where you come from, and it's a wealth of information on how to portray your character and how others will likely perceive your character. How you might interact with the other characters business. in your party. It gives you... Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. I love That's it. Dangerous. Let's keep that. That's Mage fun. with zero willpower, we'll baby. See. We'll see. That'll be fun. <laughs> In addition <laughs> to giving yeah. your character's culture and hey, upbringing, my... your background is also going to increase one of your abilities by one. It's going to grant you a focus for free. Uh, it'll make, give you a choice of two of them, and you can pick one of the two. It will teach you your languages, and it will determine what classes you can take. You will be deciding your character's backstory, where they come from, where they've been, before you decide what your character's class is. So, your GM, let's see. Oh, and of course, I forgot a very important step about determining the ability scores. The, the methods through which we determine the ability scores, rolling them each individually, uh, going down the list, and then swapping two at the end, is actually meant to be... Is not. I want to say it's a beginner way to do it. It's, uh, it's a very straightforward way to do it. It makes it quicker. Simple. It takes a lot of the decision-making process out of the character creation process, which makes it smoother. Makes it go quicker, and you can just jump straight in. Uh, That may not work for some groups. Some groups Mm -hmm. may want a bit more control. So, the game on page 12 has a sidebar called Ability Options, 
that will let you know of two extra options that you can use when making your character's abilities. You can choose uh, as one option, you can roll all eight ability scores and arrange them however you like. You still have to deal with whatever you rolled, uh, but you get a bit, but you definitely get more control over where your ability scores go. And some people like that. Uh, for the folks who want absolute control over their character, there's a second, there's a second uh, extra option called buying abilities. The secondary one lets you start with all of your stats at zero, and you get 10 advancements to spend to improve them. With this method, you cannot lower one stat to gain more advancements like you can in some other RPGs that let you do a character, an ability score process like this. Uh, but and you also cannot make an ability score go higher than three. No dump stats. Correct. You can't dump a stat to make it make another stat huge. Your And your stats can only go to three, which is what you're most likely to get when you're determining ability scores by rolling them. But rolling them always gives you the chance that you'll get a four in your ability scores, which is never a bad place to start with. Yeah, or, you know, two fours. Or two fours if you're real dang lucky. So, (laughs) now that we're done backtracking, (laughs) way to go, GM. We're going to keep talking about backgrounds. Your table is all, your background is also going to give you a small table of possible benefits. (laughs) Sure, it's a good cupcake, okay? (laughs) We're eating cupcakes on the air. Boots looks hungry. Give him his Mabari Crunch. Oh, give him, have your Mabari Crunch. Nom, 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 nom. Crunch, crunch, yeah, crunch. Yep. Hold on. Keep it. Maybe he doesn't Keep. want you to feed it oh, to him. Oh, I'm sorry. He wants to eat it himself. All right. You He's can have it however you like. Boots. He's so cute. Mm. I love it. So, your background is going to, again, increase an ability score, give you a focus. You get to choose between two of the focuses for free. You will be given, it will teach you your languages, and it will determine what classes you can take based on your background. Your GM may also rule that if you guys used that uh, secondary option for making ability scores, so like the buying abilities, you can choose to buy background benefits as well to give you extra control. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way, where we pick a background and we roll to see what we get. Mm-hmm. So, for my character, because I am quite shameless, um, and, and I love Orzammar, but would never actually want to live there, <laughs> I'm going to make my plucky, aspiring hero, noble, cool guy. Political issues. Yeah. He's going to be a dwarf duster. All right. So. Oh my gosh, are we all picking stuff on the same page? Yeah, actually. Oh man, we are. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, there we go. That works. Turn to pages 18 and 19 of the core rulebook, because that's what we're doing right now. Yep. The dwarf duster. Has let's see, all the backgrounds are going to have a bit of blurb text about what it means to be part of your background. It gives you a bit of information. You add one to my willpower. Yay. It gives you a little bit of information, which is why we're going to be going into those later. We're going to have an episode for each of those backgrounds later because I want to give you guys all of the fluff. And well, all yeah, and especially if flavor. you haven't played the Dragon Age games, mm-hmm. um, yes, or read any of the. Can give you a quick primer. We'll books. we'll talk about those later. But for now, um, Dwarf Duster. What does Dwarf Duster do? And I look at the section. It says I add one to my my dexterity ability. So I'm bringing my dexterity from a two to a three. My escaped elven slave. I add a one to my strength. Yes. And for my Dalish mage, I am adding one to my willpower, which means I might not get. Possessed Woo! immediately. Awesome. It'll take at least a couple of sessions. <laughs> Until you're trying bigger spells. Yeah. Alright. Um, I'm gonna get consumed by hmm. blood magic. It's uh, kind yeah, of how it goes. Next, it right. looks like focuses. Focuses. You get two focuses to choose from. The dwarf duster gets to choose between communication, deception, and dexterity ledger domain. My no character understands that sometimes you have to steal to get ahead, and being a dwarf duster means that you, uh, 
likely have to turn to crime in order to survive. So, dexterity, leisure domain for me. I'm thinking uh, I can choose between perception hearing or strength might. And I'm um, thinking my character is going to use probably her wits a little bit more. She uses her perception hearing and uh, to overhear things and to mm-hmm. escape, perhaps help her escape. Good deal. I think with this character, there's a lot more of the bravery there than there is of the physical ability. Mm. Especially, you know, what with, I think this character's probably a mage, so bows are less important than being brave enough to uh, face the world alone. So, willpower, courage. To face the fade. Face the fade. (laughs) Alright, the Dwarf Duster gives me an extra special thing. Because I am a dwarf who came from Orzammar, which means I have lived in a lyrium-rich environment, which means I have magic resistance. I gain a plus two bonus on ability tests to resist the effects of spells and other magical attacks. So I'm write that down in the class powers and spells box of my character sheet. I don't think anyone else here gets anything particular like I don't that. Think so. There are a couple of normally mostly the dwarven stuff that adds well, bonuses to. Don't the Kunari get um... correct? They're, like, superstitious. Talvashoth and, Bar- and Kunari Barasad all get a minus one to test against magic spells. Yeah. Magic spells and effects. Let's see. Uh, they'll also all give us languages. So my mm-hmm. character can read and speak Dwarven and the Trade Tongue. Trade Tongue is your common language. Yes. Um, mine speaks Tevinter and Trade Tongue. Mine speaks, uh, mine speaks and reads Trade Tongue and speaks Elven. And then finally, your background is going to determine what class you can take. My Dwarf Duster background only allows me to take the Rogue class, which makes sense, because most most, uh, dwarves... That's what you were saying earlier. I know. I'm going to get into that in a second. (laughs) The Dwarf Duster only allows me to take the Rogue class. And then you guys actually, I think you guys found two of the backgrounds that gave you the most freedom in what to choose for yeah, your class. Yeah, I can pick any. I didn't know that I could have picked yeah. I could pick any. So I Escape actually might slaves. pick Escape magic. Escape all slaves who are mages. Might mage? Be in, yeah. I might pick mage, actually. I didn't really? Something. Yeah, because uh, remember, well, my concept is a secret forbidden knowledge. Who often acts before thinking? Because that could be very interesting from be. a Tevinter background. Um she might actually look into some blood magic too. I don't know. You'd probably want to have switched your stats a little differently. Yeah. yeah, I might. Now that well, see, that's the <laughs> thing. There's flexibility mm-hmm. when creating your character. So yeah, I might do so. Oof, how much One complaint I have about hurt. anything here in Dragon so Age is that Dwarf Duster <laughs> do. does not let me take the Warrior class, see, I keep... which means oh, I can't play my Warden. My Warden took the Dwarf Commoner. Here we go. My Warden took the Dwarf Commoner background. Dwarf Duster. He came from Dustown. And he was a warrior. <laughs> but it doesn't let me be a warrior. Yeah. So in my games, you can be a warrior. Which is what I'm going to do right now. Oh, okay. I'm, Captain. I'm going to go a little outside my comfort zone. I'm going to try this majory. I'm going to switch my... It's a good my, thing I'm being a warrior. Because I have something to protect the mages here. my willpower with my communication? I'll go with magic. Magic. Yeah. Breaking all the rules. Maybe she's after some rare rare texts as well. Mm. Let's see here. Alright, yeah. We'll, well if you're gonna a run a mage, maybe I should run a rogue. Yeah. And then I can take Let's the all bows. Let's try thing a little a little something different. Then I don't yeah. have to worry about having terrible magic score. Yeah. You got a good that. dexterity. Plus two. Yeah. It's good. You've got, and you've got plus two cunning, which helps. Plus two perception, that also helps. And you've got one communication, but you can work with that. 
Yeah, well, I was gonna. I traded out magic and communication. Oh, so, so you want to trade them back? Switch it back. Well, yeah. Switch them back and then trade something else. Okay. I mm. might trade communication and strength so that I have more strength. Oh, that's not a bad idea. All right. So now that we've picked everything that the that the background gives you for so for the normal, and for the normal that everybody gets, who takes that background gets, <laughs> for the normal. there are also a couple of things that might vary between different people, even people who take the same background. Every background here includes a table that you roll two d sixes on, not three d six, two d sixes on, to find out what also your background also gives you. Something that sets your character apart, sort of. Correct. From any old escaped elven slave. <laughs> so now, many of them. You're run of the mill escaped. If your GM allowed you guys to buy abilities in the last step. They may also allow you to buy background benefits, which works a little differently here. What we're going to do is we're going to take two d6s. We're going to do it the classic way. Take two d6s and roll and see what we get. Okay. Go for it. Seven gives me a plus one dexterity. I rolled a nine. I got myself communication bargaining focus. Got an eight, which gives me an extra dexterity point, which is really nice. Especially if you're making an archer now. Yeah. Now all that money that Check I that steal, out. I can trade well. <laughs> Check out my three dexterity. <laughs> yeah. Right, Check out my six again. dexterity. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about the stats? The level 13. No, I don't. Yeah. Ten. I, I got don't talk cunning about evaluation. <laughs> now I know all the stuff I steal is good stuff. Apparently yeah. I shoot I'm like a bit of a one-trick pony here. Really Let's see what else. I mean, that's what's gotten you so far is your, I you guess. know, that, those certain skills. I'm you can a warrior expand upon them. Very much like a rogue. As you adventure. Oh, that's three. Than, oh, it's a low number, but three magic. It works for my character, so great. Oh, it does. Yeah, plus one magic. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm real magical. Hey, we both ended up with threes in the primary stats that we didn't think we were going to use in the first place. So folks who are using the buying option for buying your background benefits, it works slightly differently than than rolling 2d6 twice and then getting what you want and getting what the uh, result gives you. So in in our cases, like I rolled a 9, I look at the Dwarf Duster table, a 9 means I get uh, communication bargaining focus, and then I rolled a 10, which means I get the cunning evaluation focus. With the buying, with the uh, buying abilities, or not, with the buying abilities, or buying background benefits stuff, you can choose which benefits you get on the table, but you get three advancements to spend. Buying a focus from the table costs one advancement. Buying an ability bump costs two advancements. So you could potentially give yourself three new focuses, or you could get yourself an ability, an ability advancement, and a focus, which gives you a bit more control oh. of the character. Oh, do we roll twice? Yeah, you roll twice. Oh. Roll twice on the table and get. What's benefits. an eleven? Dexterity riding. Dexterity riding. Uh, that seems a little odd, but okay. You know how to ride holla. Maybe I have a yeah. holla friend. Maybe you have a holla friend. Maybe, maybe that's maybe like Princess Mononoke style. Like you. Woo! And... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got our backgrounds. We know where the characters come from. We know what their potential is. Uh, step four is selecting a class. Your background is your past. Your class is your present. It is well, Your background is what you were, and your class is what you have become because of it. And what you will be able to be. Correct. Although, uh, to be fair, your future. yeah, your, your your background has mage in it. You're, you didn't really choose <laughs> yeah. that. I suppose not. There's a couple bad, I mean, few as backgrounds. as a player creating a character, you yes. did. But, but as a character, you did not. once the magic sparklies come out your hands, yes. you're pretty hosed. Yeah, go, oh. So, your background is going to determine what classes you can take. My background lets me take the rogue and warrior classes. <laughs> Does it? 
Not according yes. to the book. I In see. my game, it does. Exactly. This is my game. I see. When you're the GM, you can make the <laughs> rules, people. Yep. When you're the GM, you make up the room rules, and you get to use your save files. <laughs> We've had this conversation. We're going to keep having this conversation. We'll keep having this conversation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So... For this step, you all become level one in your class. Now, there are three classes to choose from in Dragon Age. Mage, Rogue, and Warrior. A mage is a person who is born with magical talents. This is going to define a lot about their life, as magic is a unique and incredibly dangerous weapon for the wielder and their enemies. Yeah. Magic changes a lot of things in the battlefield. Mages are very good at quickly changing a situation when things get dire. With a well-placed spell, you can wall off enemies, you can burn them all alive, or you can all make, make them all friends if you're a blood mage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can uh, cheese everybody off by blocking yourself off and making yourself untouchable and then just casting group heal over and over again. Yes, that definitely does not make you a lot of friends on the enemy side. Also? Makes you a lot of friends on your friend side, though. Two mm-hmm. words. Telekinetic weapons. <laughs> oh, yes. Such that is spell. all. Good spell. The rogue is a trickster, scoundrel, and jack of all trades. They are the quick-witted hero leaping into and out of danger with careful thought or reckless abandon, whichever sluts your boat at the time. Rogues are rogues are the classic trickster. You can use it to represent thieves, scoundrels, consmen, common scouts, experts, spies, anybody who works subtly. Someone who not necessarily somebody who jumps right into the action. Although you can certainly play a rogue who does that. Mm-hmm. There are some rogues, especially in my Inquisition game, who definitely do that all the time. Especially if you're playing a Tempest, which does not especially think that exists now, but might exist later. Mm-hmm. Hoping it does. And the warrior. And the warrior is a hero trained in the art of warfare, wearing heavier armor, lifting mighty weapons, and wading into combat with vigor. They are the protectors and the destroyers of the battlefield. The warriors are the people who are me. They get the heaviest armor, the most weapons, and they get the most combat prowess. Warrior is definitely a combat class. Rogue is a class that ma- that can reach into everything. Their rogues are meant to be built to deal well with social co- social encounters. Uh, role-playing encounters, uh, exploration encounters, and combat encounters. And mages can, are, all, can, are also a class that can go in just about any direction. Mm-hmm. Mages are also the only class, I think, that can really do the crowd control. Correct. It's they can. very true, yeah. Um, warriors, get a, warriors and rogues get a bit of it, but never quite on the same level as the mage does. And I know my rogue has uh, like poison-making as yes. one of her talents, and you can like take that into grenade-making, which does do some, mm. That's true. some crowd control, but it's just not fun. nearly as much as the mage. And yes. make people fall down. Yes. Literally. It's all you can, of course, you can, of course, build your warrior to be able to handle any situation as well. Yeah, the system, your class, really, what it does is defines your, kind of defines your role in the party. They are meant to be vague, broad, mythical archetypes of heroes. Your classes determine how your character grows in power as they level up. It is the vehicle through which your character gains more strength as they, as they level. Mm-hmm. So it, we're going to leave it there. It's a, feel free to look ahead at the classes and see if the class feels right for your hero. Take a look at everything that they get at level at, the, at later levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe ask your GM what level you're going to be getting what to. What are my primary abilities? Ooh. Yes. And what are primary well, abilities? we're going to be talking about each class individually in later episodes, but we can get into the most important things for characters because we do need to know them right away. The first thing we need to know is your character's primary abilities. And on your character sheet, there's a little box next to all of your ability scores where you can mark what your primary abilities are. So, for the rogues, the rogues, your primary abilities are communication, dexterity, and perception. So you'd put a little Mm -hmm. check in the box next to those. For the mages, your primary abilities are cunning, magic, and willpower. Yep. And for warriors, your primary abilities are constitution, dexterity, and strength. 
primary abilities are supposed to be the abilities that your character is most likely to use the most often. They end up playing a lot into what your character is capable of and the class powers that you get later down the line. Secondary abilities are basically all of your other ones. Your three primary abilities are your most important ones to your class. Um, depending on how you play them, of course, you can. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they may become less important to your character as, they, as you grow up. Your secondary abilities may become more important to you, but... Ironically, um, one thing that I have discovered is that uh, I am playing a mage who also happens to be a party face, mm -hmm. and it is much easier for her to boost communication than it is for, say, the rogue, because it's not a primary stat for me. So I can continue to boost my primary stats that further my class, and on the off levels, I can up my communication, so I'm not having to sacrifice one for the other. Right. So, get, ironically, sorry. sometimes your primary communication is, or not primary communication, your primary stats can conflict with each other a little bit, so you might not be as good at one or two of them as someone who didn't have that as a primary stat would be, just because you're not sacrificing to make room for both of them. This character's creation process doesn't have a lot of flexibility to it, and your character's growth may surprise you, and your party sometimes. Are you really rolling something? Uh, oh yes, oh yes. The next thing that we have to determine is your starting health. Yes. Which is going to be your hit points. Here is your measured your character's fitness and well-being. Your class is going to determine how much health you start the game with. Mages are going to start with 20 plus constitution. The whole constitution score plus 1d6. Rogues start with 25 plus constitution oh, plus 1d6. And warriors start with 30 plus constitution plus 1d6. That is... Right. 28. Start with a 34 health. That's a good place to be. I rolled a 1. Who's surprised? <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. sometimes. I rolled a two. I got a three. But again, I don't have any constitution, so. Oof, yes. Oh, I just hey, got we're 20. playing that way again. Playing that way again. That's just how right. it is, I guess, for Your Jill's class characters. is also going to determine what weapons your character is capable of wielding. Mages are only capable of wielding uh, brawling weapons and, their, and staves, so they can hit people with staff weapons or they can punch people. Everybody can punch people. The rogues gain access to bows, brawling, light blades, and staves. And warriors gain access to brawling and three of the following, and they may choose them. Axes, bludgeons, bows, heavy blades, lances, light blades, polearms, spears, or staves. And that may increase later on as you level up and take new specializations, take new talents, etc. But we're going to go ahead and write down our weapon groups. Let's see. Where we write the uh, We usually write those in class powers and okay. spells. Since I only have oh, or actually, no, I'm sorry, there is a, uh, there's a little spot that says weapon groups. Yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah. Where's so, weapon groups? Oh. At the bottom of the little table that includes attack rolls for melee weapons, I'm going to go with brawling, axes, there's no L bludgeons, brawling, brawling, um, and... Let's see. I like Wait, heavy blades, but blades I always go with heavy blades. We're going to go with pole arms. Brawling light blades. Staves. Warriors and get the bows. most weapons, and warriors get a lot of armor. So, in addition to the abilities and to the additional weapon groups, you also get class powers. Each of your classes, or each of the classes, are going to give you special powers that you get that you will be getting more of as you level up. At level one, everybody does have a couple of class powers, like the mage, who starts with their arcane lance, starts with magic training, mana points, and they get to choose a pick a starting talent. Rogues start with the backstab power, rogues armor, and they also get to pick a starting talent. 
I just realized that in the art, that mage's staff is totally a sword on the other side. Yeah. Maybe she's going arcane warrior, you know? Maybe. Maybe that's the staff of Partholin she's got there. Could be. She looks pretty high level. She probably is. That, yeah, look that, at all that lyrium she's just got I'm sitting around so, on her belt. I'm so angry. I need that right now. Need all that lyrium. All right, so warriors gain. Warriors just gain a whole bunch of starting talents. So we're gonna go ahead and write those down. The space in the class powers, or and if you are starting talents, you can write on the talents section where, on the back of your character sheet. Starting talents. Well, you like I'm in class one, so your starting talents. We'll, we'll move there. But did you get your okay. backstab? I did not. Let's see. Backstab. I become armor training novice. A novice in the armor training talents. Contacts, scouting, or thievery. I think it was I'm scouting. With... Um, you can Let's also see. the two-hander style. More details about the talents are on page starting on page fifty-eight. So I can choose between uh, chirurgy. Uh, linguistics or lore. So I'm going to go look at those. Well, probably lore for you if you're going yeah, if you're thinking, someone who looks for That's what I'm thinking. Knowledge. And I'm thinking she could have worked in a library maybe at one of the mm. uh, houses there. Cunning so I'm much. starting lore with kind of novice and armor training, which all warriors yeah, get. I like it. And you get to pick between archery style, dual weapon style, single weapon style, throwing weapon style, two-hander style, or weapon and shield style. I have a two-hander style and weapon and shield style. Give me some defensive and uh, attacking capability. Although I am quite melee focused at this point. Sorry. Um, taking the lore talent, it says that uh, is required. when I make a successful cunning test with a lore focus, but I don't know. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to have a lore focus. That means the cunning test uh, has to be a lore test of some sort. Nice. Yes. So it'd be a historical lore, gotcha. natural lore. So even if you don't have the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Sweet. Very nice. So, we're going to talk about those classes in greater detail in later episodes. For now, we're going to leave them where we are. Step five is and is a fun step. You get to pick your equipment. You're going to need some weapons in Dangerous World like Thetis. And this step will prepare your characters for the perils ahead. Your characters... Let's see. We, all characters get a selection of gear for free because it's assumed that yeah. when you decided to become an adventurer, you procured these items. <laughs> My character's case probably stole them. But that's how it goes. The, there is a list of gear on page 40 of the core rulebook. Your class is also going to slightly adjust what you get, mm -hmm. which uh, is listed on the core rulebook uh, in page 40. <clears throat> Be sure to buy stuff that your character can use. If you wield weapons that are not part of the weapon group your class is proficient with, you not only take a minus two to hit foes with it, but you always deal half damage rounded down with the weapon. No matter how hard you hit with that greatsword, the mage is always taking it to, is always taking a minus two and dealing half damage with that, with that greatsword. Hey, I can dream. You can dream, and who knows? I maybe you'll do great. I have a zero strength. And that's that's arms. a problem. That's a problem. Also, some gear is going to have minimum strength required to wield properly. So, if your strength isn't high enough, the weapon only deals damage as though it's an improvised weapon. So, one d six minus one plus strength. If it's a, I believe most improvised weapons are considered melee weapons, unless you're using like an improvised ranged weapon, in which case, or an improvised bow. If you're not good with those, then and that can give you problems. You gain 50 plus 3d6 silver pieces also to buy extra equipment, which you can turn to page, cha uh, page, page chapter 4 in the core rulebook for the list of equipment that is available to you. Uh, for your reference, page 75. Page 75, thank you. Starts chapter 4, the equipment, the equipment chapter. Light leather or heavy leather? Um, <clears throat> rogue? 
Yeah. I'd probably say light. But wait, doesn't rogues have something for armor? armor? Do they have something? Yes, and you are not to help slowed against down. armor penalty? No. I think you get light armor for free. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you are a rogue, you get light leather and two weapons. Okay. Let's see, so everybody gets normally a backpack, traveling clothes, and a water skin. If you are a mage, you get one weapon and a staff for your arcane lance. Let's see, if you are a rogue, you get light leather armor and two weapons. I'm going to have a bow, and I'm going to have oh. a... Oh, sorry. So Something's standing. Find the page numbers. Page 40, I said it like three times. I know, I was writing. I wasn't paying attention to <laughs> That's right. No, no, it's just like in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, got that backpack, Bow. traveling clothes. With 20 arrows, because that's what it comes with. Writing, 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 and water skin to put water or wine in. Wine! <laughs> it picks water. Wine skin. Should be noted we are all if of you're age. you're a warrior. So. Yeah, we are all of age, and in fact, I don't even really yeah. care. You might be slightly soused at the moment. I, I'm not. Well, two of us are, at least. I'm not. I oh, know. I you. have a higher tolerance than I'm not than that soused. Dearest. No. no, I feel fine. No, I think we're all good. I just want more. Yeah, it's so tasty. It is don't, tasty. Don't drink, kids. <laughs> don't drink before the... before. Drink the... responsibly, kids. Adults. Yes. Adults. Not kids. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair we get, enough. We are such bad you PSA your, people. Your armor and such. We get we a backpack. We drink that heavy stuff. We drink like sugary stuff. Yeah. Like hard lemonade. It's well, tasty. I on the other hand. Backpack, water skin, clothes. We get three weapons. Okay. 3D6. I'm going to have a dagger. Because I feel like it. Weapons I pick for axes, bludgeons, and pole arms. Let's get in there. Yeah. Dagger. So with, nine um, silver pieces to spend. Battle axe. Yeah, I'm probably going to get... How much gold do I get? The bludgeon will go with 50 plus 3d6? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm probably going to be poor. Let's find out. You're a rogue. You'll just do more. That's true. Actually, I'm not that oh, poor. Oh, gosh. You're, you got oh, money. come on. You saw what I was rolling earlier. I know. Oh, right, that's 12. Available. Yes, that Where is 12. Really I'm really so scared you now. you got 62 silver Going pieces to buy additional yes. gears. That, I'm still scared. Where are we about? Can I wield a halberd? Let's find out. Nope, I actually can't wield a halberd because my strength is only a two, which means I'm probably gonna have to default to a glaive. No. Hey, there is the nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with glaives, glaives man. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Glaives are the bomb. Default into the glaive. For the record, yeah, we're going with the glaive. I, I have a glaive master character in uh, Pathfinder, and that's what we're referring to because he's the best. Glaives are cool. All right, so I got my weapons picked. If you have the weapon and shield talent, you all like me. You also get a medium shield for free. Must be nice. Otherwise, you have to purchase it with the money that you're getting here in a second. I just got my money. Okay, you got the money. I rolled another 12 on 3d6. 50 plus 3d6. And yeah, another one? Yeah. Let's see. Ew, I got seven. So I got 57 got silvers. I got eight. Oh, six, that's, that's a six. <laughs> maybe, Again. I need to, maybe I do need to replace these dice. Do not replace them, but you should probably get the other ones too. I'll get the other ones. I don't think the white <laughs> dice change, actually. I think it's just the red ones. You could okay. also just color in the numbers. No. Well, then it would mix into the blood dragon. Don't deface them. They're beautiful. They're just difficult to read. Okay. <laughs> there is a space for you guys to write money, so you can track how many gold, cotton, gold, silver, uh, sovereign, silvers, and coppers you got. Let's see, so I'm starting with 58 silver pieces, which I can use to buy other equipment. Now, 
The starting equipment that they have here on page 40 is a baseline for, for gear that your characters might start with. This baseline will likely never need to be different for different campaigns, like where everybody is a gutter snipe. Or if you're having a campaign uh, where everybody comes from an alienage, or you're having a campaign where everybody is part of the social elite. It's very likely that you're probably going to have more if you everybody's rich and less if everybody's poor. Your GM may alter the starting gear and silver, so do ask them. Well, I may keep it the same. 20 yards of rope. Two silver. Mm -hmm. Yes, and of course, while you're reading your own in the core rulebook, they also have an examples of their own of another group of players, mostly this gal named Kate, who's making a rogue named... What's it, Locke? Or is it... No, that's a different character. Uh, anyway. So now we've got equipment picked, and we've got equipment at the ready. We're moving on to step six. Which is one of the math steps, calculating defense and speed. I'm going to be fast as the dickens. Now, these are two numbers that you just simply have to calculate for your character. They're pretty straightforward. First one is going to be defense. Your defense is basically how hard it is to hurt you. Your ability to character's ability to avoid harm in hostile situations. If someone is attacking your character, they have to roll an attack that meets or beats that defense score. Your defense is 10, plus your dexterity score, plus the shield bonus if you have one strapped on your arm at the moment. My character is if uh, my character has a shield, doesn't always necessarily wield it. So I will probably write two defense numbers in the same bubble. That's what I have with my uh, rope. So I got a thirteen. I have her. Or a fifteen if I got my shield up. Her base with like nothing, just if she's you pretty know, quick guy. Caught in her uh, PJs or something, and then I have yes. written her, you know, with shield, and then when she enters her duelist right. stance. Yeah. <laughs> when you charge, you charge half the yards, right? Half the yards, correct. Um, and the next step is your speed. Your character's speed is their stride and their gait. is essentially the number of yards your character can move in a single minor action. Not as fast as you. But, uh, minor actions, major actions, we'll talk about those later, too. So your speed is actually going to be determined by your race. Uh, dwarves move with 8 plus dexterity plus your arm, minus your armor penalty in yards. So my dwarf luckily has a high dexterity. So I start with an 8 plus 3, makes an 11, but I am wearing heavy leather, which I believe reduces, gives me a 1 penalty. Yes. yes. I, just, I just saw it, literally. Yeah, it says... Yes. You just need to know that the light leather armor has no penalty and heavy leather armor has a minus 1. Correct. So I've got an 8. Let's see, an 8 for a dwarf. Three for dexterity, minus one for wearing heavy leather, which brings me to a speed of ten. Now, both of you guys are elves. Mm -hmm. So, so elves, yeah, start with twelve plus dexterity minus armor penalty if applicable speed, which I don't think you guys have to worry about. No, I have a move of fifteen. There we go. Callion is at at least eighteen, I think. Then. Yeah, yeah she's you run she's quick. slightly slower elven than rogues, a horse. Elven yeah. rogues are quick. Keeping yeah, up with the slightly horses. slower than a horse. Yeah. Um, so the run, what is run? Is that double? Run, oh yes. On your character sheet there is going to be a space for you guys to write in yards and in squares slash hexes if you guys are playing with hexes or squares. Uh -huh. yeah. So for your reference. So okay. you can move a number of yards equal to your speed. A single move for me, for example, is 10, which means that I, and a single square in Dragon Age or hex or inch, if you're counting it actually like with rulers and such, before you get really into it, is two yards. So, one move action for me brings me five squares. I go seven. In the charge section, you move half your speed and then make an attack, which for me would be five, so I get to move two squares. <laughs> it's a very a short charge. I have short legs. That's true. 
And then a run, I believe, is double your speed. Yes. Which would be 20, which means 10 squares. Mm-hmm. All right. Next step is to pick a name. Who are you without a name? This can be a quick or a long process, depending on how much you want to think about it beforehand. I maybe I'm definitely not taking the name of my warden, Crane. No. Definitely not doing that. But if I was, I'd write Crane in the name spot of but my character But you didn't machine. do that. But I didn't do that. I, I definitely know what it says mm-hmm. right there. So what I did, because my girl is escaped from uh, Tevinter. So, hold on, let me get back to that page. Um, so there's like some sample names on oh, yes. the following pages. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling stumped, there is a beautiful list of sample names on pages 41 through 44 of the core rulebook going through racial and ethnic backgrounds. You can just steal them. Yeah, totally yeah. steal them. I'm adapting uh, Livia. I'm going to put an E in front of it as if it was like a max a mishmash of Alora and Livia. So she's... Olivia. Olivia, uh, yeah. Eh, Livia, essentially. So. Very nice. I think I might just use a previous character name I have used before, but where are the... Oh, the okay. female right here. Um, I think I love the list for the Shoddy. elven names. They're quite nice. Mm-hmm. The dwarven names feel quite... What what language would that be? Gorum, Kurdic, Legnar, Eric, or er- it's an O with an E next to it. I'm just gonna go with Nisha. Oswulf, Roshek, Vengast, Wintred. Doesn't stuff like this. And he was Nisha, so this is Nisha too. Nisha. Unfortunately, my character is a duster, so I don't really have a house name. I have been stricken of my house because I am a dwarf duster. We'll talk about that later when we get to the dwarf duster episode. It'll be fine. Uh, I'd have a clan name, but my clan is dead, so... Oh, no. So I'm, I'm thinking she probably doesn't... Just, just would, a, would an escaped elven slave have any sort of last name? Probably not. Uh, Callian doesn't. She's just a not. city elf. Yeah. But yeah, probably not. Maybe she'll uh, earn an epitaph of some sort. In Maybe, her she Maybe she will. Maybe she will. We all have. You guys already have quite a few honorifics by this point. Uh, is it honorific? Is that the right? No. Yeah, honorific. What's the bold honorific. or something? I thought that was also that's called honorific. It. Um, titles are for like if you have like royal titles, like if you're right. a noble. I know, yeah, mechanically and stuff. But I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I think epitaphs are just on your gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't be. die. I mean, it is Dragon Age. So she might. She has a zero constitution. Callian the Quick. Yeah, and you don't have you don't have a dedicated heel mage. Callian the Quick. I'll be the dedicated You could be a dedicated heel no, I'm not going to be the dedicated All right. Nobody We're going to move doing, on. I'm going to be doing... Yeah, sorry, continue. That's right. Step eight is super important, everybody. Take a lot of time to look at this one because this is creating goals and ties. This is this what makes be, your character interesting. Yes. This may be one of the most important steps for your character creation. GMs, please, 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 please stress this step to your players. And players, please... Take it in serious consideration. If a character's background is their past, the class is their present, then a character's goals are their future. Mm-hmm. Simply put, goals are what your character wants. You'll write them down for a few. Write down a few of these. Goals come in short and long-term varieties. Short-term goals should be reasonable things that a PC could do during a campaign. For example, like learning the elven language, propose marriage to my sweetheart, find a base of operations for my poisons business, find who killed my brother, or win the grand tourney. Yeah. <laughs> Which someone that wasn't even that. a goal, but she No, did it. it wasn't a goal, but we did it. Yeah. We're just that baller. Yeah, yeah. man. 
long-term goals are meant to be aspirations for life, and they can be unreasonable. That drive a character onward to the future. For example, find a new home for the elves, rebuild mm. the Emerald Knights, <laughs> improve relations between two nations, become king of Ferelden, destroy the Templars, bring the Maker back to his children. Which is very Aww. going to be very hard to do, That's in my real. personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see a couple people who would probably take those. Tickets. There is no Maker. But, I mean, if your character doesn't want anything, then why are you playing them, really? Okay. Yeah, exactly, if you don't want exactly. something, why are you here? We are going to cover goals in greater detail in a later episode because they are such an important part of this game and they deserve special attention. For now, what is recommended is that you write two short-term goals and one long-term goal. Some GMs may ask for fewer or more goals, depending on their campaign, and some GMs may actually tweak their campaigns as such that they have a list of goals that the players may choose from, because it helps them kind of work their way into the campaign that they're writing. Into the story itself, yeah? Yes. So the GM has a couple of goals in mind because they intend the story to go in a certain direction. They may have a couple of goals waiting for you. Also, um, I know in your in another campaign you ran the questions mm -hmm. three you used, mm -hmm. which I yes. think are really great. Not a bad one to answer as well. What you love, what do you hate, and uh, what do you want? What do you want, correct. So, so more specifically, like... What the what do you love would be like? What would your character go out of their way to make sure it was kept safe? Yeah, what would you one, fight for or die for? Could be an heirloom that was left behind. It could be a cause. Um, what could does be your a character? Lot of things. Yes. What does your character hate? Would be something like. What does your character dislike? What does you who like? Who, what kinds of people would your character not trust inherently? What kinds of things does your character think are bad ideas all the time? Uh, what kinds of objects does your character never want to touch? For example, uh, the Kunari in our group hates magic. Mm. Yeah. Makes it very difficult for her to be friends with the mage. And yet, we're and yet... Like, I'm like her favorite. So. <laughs> as true. long as there's no alcohol and magery involved, I think she's doing yeah, it. You know, I, I blame our NPC for that one. Yep. But the third question, what does your character want? goes into goals. Yes, it does. So, uh, also, it's a very good idea for all of your players to sit down, all you players, and even the GM, to sit down and make your goals in front of each other so everybody can maybe coordinate those. Maybe make some of them clash to get some good roleplay mm -hmm. opportunity out of it. Uh, maybe make some, some a lot of them that go together. We're doing good, we're doing good. Maybe you can make some goals that are completely separate from each other just because you guys want to tell different stories. Um, but it's definitely worth looking into and making sure you're telling everybody else what you're doing. Uh, but we'll talk more about that later. Sometimes you don't want to tell people what your goals are, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. I have a secret, secret goal. Yes. Next, we also have to talk about ties, which is something that is meant to make starting the game a lot simpler. The ties is how your character knows the other players in the campaign. Mm -hmm. How your character knows the other player characters in the campaign. This is more for the players to determine how their characters know each other. It can be very useful making sure the group starts with knowledge of each other's existence instead of the classic meet in a tavern opening common in a lot of fantasy stories. Although well, I don't think I did that with our home game. We mm, we met fighting things, I believe. Yeah, you well, we guys... met you fighting things. I met um, I met yeah. one of our characters by finding her unconscious on the side of the road. That was oh cool. yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I think the other one like showed up because of blood magic. Well, yeah. that was weird. That was a weird few days. That was a weird few days. Uh, there's no one saying that you can't do the meet in a tavern opening, uh, but ties are meant to smooth out the process of the pieces mm -hmm. meeting each other so you guys don't have to go through the stumbling of getting to know each other. Maybe your characters don't like each other right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Characters don't have to like each other right out of the gate. You can write down in the ties <laughs> that the characters despise each other. But it definitely helps you guys get started. Mm -hmm. For example, I could have my, uh, my mage, Olivia, perhaps she found... Uh, 
What's your, do you have your character's name? Nisha. Nisha. She found Nisha in the forest or something. Yeah. And she's, or maybe she's I helped you. Dalish magic, you know? She's yeah, like, or maybe I helped you get out. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you helped me escape. Uh, yes. I figured you could be useful on my, because uh, you're a mage, I figured you'd be yeah. useful in helping me infiltrate and get rid of some of those Templars. And I want to use your infiltration skills to maybe sneak into the uh, circle. Maybe I want to look at their magic books. That could be a long-term goal for me. So we could we could be a very good partnership. Mm-hmm. And maybe those partners, maybe those partners at one point got their pockets <laughs> picked by a dwarf, <laughs> who, a dwarf duster who decided that there was very little to lose by leaving this leaving for the surface, um, and then decided to walk by and pickpocket a pair of rogues. And is pair probably pair now of, working for us under pain of death. That could be the thing, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, especially us. when one of you's a mage. Yeah. I will mage you. Mages are weird. I will mage you do what I want. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Good night, everybody. Okay. Now, you have a character made. You've got a character sheet filled out. You've got weapons. You've got ability scores. You've got class powers. You've got your speed defense, armor penalty, armor and armor penalty. You've got your class. You've got everything to go. So, we've got everything for now. But let's talk a quick and talk real quickly because uh, the character creation process doesn't necessarily have to stop here. We can talk about planning ahead. Now that you have a character, it would not be an unwise decision to think about what your character is going to do in the future. We're going to cover what their classes, give them in later episodes. For now, we're going to talk about for now we're going to talk about the leveling process and some things that are good to plan for. These are things that everybody gets, not mm-hmm. just the classes. You probably do this one sort of in short because I'll bet we're going to talk about this again later. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So when you level up, a couple things happen. You gain hit points. We'll talk about that. And so you, when you gain hit points, you roll you roll the d six. Uh, add your con, that's how many hit points you get until you hit level 11, in which case you get only your con in hit points, which is no. something to keep actually, in mind. Actually, should we do this now or should we wait until Yeah, we, we might actually, the specifics. Up. We can just say what it consists of. Like, okay, hmm. you gain hit points. If you're a mage, you get yeah. mana. Depending on evens and odds. You get different yes. stuff for different levels. Hmm. Specializations um, start coming in eventually. Correct. And so if you start building towards your specializations, we'll definitely talk about different specializations. Oh, we're right? going to be talking about the specializations. So There's once, once cool you about. know which specialization you kind of want to head for, you can build mm. towards your specialization. Yes. And keep those uh, in mind that's a good way to plan. Because the, the specializations yes. have requirements a lot. They do. They do. So that Make sure that your ability you. scores are where so they look need ahead. to be. Look ahead. You also be good to look ahead at your specializations because you want to tell your GM what you're looking for. Because some GMs may rule that you have to unlock a specialization. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to work that into the campaign. Let's see. You're going to watch where you're reaching an even or an odd-numbered level because you get different things at those levels. Uh, you get class powers at specific levels. and So if uh, do you want to get into the big math or do you want to get into the big math later? I think that's probably later. Okay. Um, we're going to recommend picking a few a way to contribute to all three encounter types. Mm-hmm. Now, when a role-playing encounter comes along, how can your character contribute? If combat breaks out, what can your character do to help the party survive? It's a good idea to have your character have something that they focus on and have two or three things that they can serve the party with. Um, special note. Yes. This is one that I have a lot of experience on, with, which is that there is one background, and we'll talk a lot about it when we uh, get to that episode. To a lesser extent, I think. Three others? Yeah, there are two a few. Others? There are one or two backgrounds that are have a particularly dangerous role-playing requirement. And those are any that would make you considered an apostate. Obviously, the apostate background does this. Yep. Also, uh, Mage Dalish Elves, Mage Talvashoth, and depending on where they go, Escaped Elven Slaves could be falling into this category. Yeah. If you are any of those, you are technically an illegal mage in most nations, save to Vinter. And uh, that means you will have to be extremely careful about how you do magic and where you do magic and when. 
because there are Templars in just about every major city in Thetis, and they will be watching. Hunt you down. They'll be watching for you. I can't tell you how many fights we've gotten into in Denerim where I've had to pretty much just stand there and be like, yeah, I have a staff. So there, oh. be aware that that is something you may have to get deal with. Get out the first aid kit. Get out your first aid kit and uh, walk just, around with it. <laughs> yeah, buck up. You can do it. So make sure to talk to your GM before you pick one of those backgrounds and make sure that you're aware of the roleplay restrictions because that could get very frustrating if you weren't prepared for the fact that sometimes you're just not going to get to do stuff in combat. Definitely. But it's worth it. It's really cool. I it's love cool. my apostate. I love it's her very, It's very exciting. Yes. <laughs> And as a general recommendation from us, we're going to say that balance is good. Too much focus is going to mean you might not be able to help in some encounters. And this is definitely a game where you, if you if you focus a lot in one thing, you're really going to start. You and I don't want to say weighing the party down, but uh, when certain Just, encounters come you'll, along, you're probably you're going to be not bored. Honestly, you're not going to be as it's involved. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your character is super kitted out for combat and you guys have to suddenly start talking to folks, your character might. You're just in Orlay. Start and hemming and hawing. You're sitting there with exactly. your masks on. Yeah. And- <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask. I'm gonna. You might be able to make stuff mask. work for you cool if mask. you can. You can probably make some combat stuff work for you in Orlay and like maybe make some like performance combat or something. But do it for the party. Do it for yourself. Make some enemies. Yes. And finally, through all this advice, I want you guys to definitely remember super important thing: make this character the way you want them. Have fun. Exactly. Yeah, it's you should a game, have. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You should have fun with this step of the game, which is supposed to be fun. If you feel like this is a lot of number crunching and busy work, then skip it and get the basics down. Just get something down. Mm-hmm. Play your way and make sure you're having fun with the new faces that you're bringing to Thetis. Mm-hmm. That is by far the most important point. Definitely. Through all the advice we're giving you, we're going to give you plenty of advice, especially going forward. We're going to have a lot of, uh, as well as some of us are going to have a lot of opinions about this. But we're going to give you guys a lot of advice, and you can listen to as much of it or as little of it as you like. Yeah. Well, we have uh, definitely said a lot in this episode. I think it's been good. Yes. So, thank you guys so much for joining us. It has been a great episode. Uh, thank you, Jill, for coming on. I'm so yes. glad you had me. We hope to continue having you on. Yes. I would love to talk more about Callie, and I could talk about her forever. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. We'd, we'd, love, we'd love to tell you guys about the post show stories. Post show <laughs> stories. Yes. So, without so we we all gotta go. Uh, this is Ren wishing lots of d sixes on that dragon die. Um, I'll tell you something. I uh, I, I came up with that outro, and uh, now we realized and... that we were gonna do them for everybody, and so now I don't have an outro, but. Uh, I'll uh, I'll come up with something, and you'll hear it maybe next time. So anticipate that. You suggested it. I did. And I thought it was a good idea. So because it is a good idea. And so he stole it. He can do that. He's the GM. He steals. <laughs> that is he a does. GM thing to do. Well, I stole that stab block for that keeper that you're helping me with. That is just not fair. <laughs> and uh, I'll end by saying, may uh, Head Callion advise you wisely. Which uh, she can, never does. We can get to in the post show. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys have a great day, a great day, great afternoon, great evening, and we'll see you next time on the Wonders of Thetis. Thank you. Bye. 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 So you're a how? Do you have a point, Mage? Hey, I'm fond of the hows. I'm also fond of the whys, the whos, and the whats. How clever. Oh, it's shameful how long it took me to come up with that.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the post show. Post show. Post show. The postiest show. Postiest of the shows. The, the post, post show. Post show is is just we're just gonna rambling. We're just gonna yeah. Last time, last time it had two sprigs of bread, so it, it really yeah, can't it can't get worse, right? We didn't explain it back then. Or I, can it? <laughs> we didn't explain right. it back then, but we but but it's this is this is our fun part of the show. Um, well, not to say that we're going to screw around. Fun. Yes, we're going to screw around. You guys can get to the know episode us more is as over. Yes, the episode is over. If you guys would like to step out now, that's perfectly Please fine. Go home, we're run. Gonna, we might not. We <laughs> might talk about a bit of Dragon Age. Play for your lives. Oh, that was special. That was, that was fancy special. and special. We might talk about Dragon Age a little bit, but the episode's over. We've talked about our topic. We'll get to you guys next time. If you guys want to stick around, feel free. I would like to bring up okay, Head Callion. Yeah, Callion. so Head Callion. Head Callion is the Callion that exists within all of us. Um, <laughs> she speaks you... to you in those quiet moments. Oh boy! And she says, "Yeah, take just one more bottle of wine. Go for it. Do the thing. Do the thing. You deserve it. They're yeah. not gonna miss that necklace. Just swipe that. Just yeah. Mm. She has uh, great advice. Yeah, always. and if she knows anything about your love life, she'll make fun of you for it. Anything about anything, honestly. She yeah, will, really. She will hold it over your head." It's it's a thing. Every single character in our campaign has to deal with having a head callion eventually. Tiny callion that's yeah. around yep. the skull. Of course, we all we the all un- get in each other's heads. As I so. said, the unintended side effect is that Callion now has a head Asha, <laughs> telling, her, <laughs> telling her to do good things. Also known as a conscience. Yeah, helpful things. Deal with it. And uh, grew that conscience like a cancer. <laughs> I know it was terrible, and now it's yeah. gonna probably end up saving your life and Woo! screwing me over. Yeah, you just ran for like three days straight and gave blood yeah, to save a, me. That was pretty cool. That was Since pretty we're cool. on it, you guys want to talk about our campaign? Our home uh, game? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I could do that for like a whole episode, honestly. Yeah, maybe we'll make a whole Eight episode episodes. that's just all post show. Yes. <laughs> just the post show. <laughs> just episode. the post show. Forget the main topic, so guys. Sad. We're not talking about Dragon Age. All we're going the other straight views to the are going to have like, you know, this many views, this many views, zero views, this many views. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's always like the whole the whole trip. Like, let me tell you about my character. Oh, let's <laughs> tell you about my character, guys. Let me tell you about my some... character, guys. He's level 20 super mate. <laughs> oh my gosh. His dexterity score had to start at a minimum of four. I had to re-roll the ability scores at least five times. <laughs> I did that too well, didn't I? A little. It was a little frighteningly painful. so. <laughs> frighteningly so. our home game is one that I have titled Faith Misplaced. Because our fades were misplaced. Yes. Anytime you can, like, put the game name into the game. Yeah, we name drop all the time. Always. All the time. It's like the, the worst. Perhaps our faith was misplaced. <laughs> the best worst included puns. Oh, yeah. Possible. We actually have a Facebook message system, like just a Facebook message group thing for this game, and it quickly devolved into dropping the name of the campaign. <laughs> yes. Followed immediately by lots and lots of stickers of the minions <sighs> and several really uh, questionable quality remixes of various songs from Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2, particularly the Knuckles ones. <sighs> Perhaps our faith. <laughs> hey. our, perhaps our faith that our friends were going to be adults was misplaced. Most certainly, if we had any faith in that, it was misplaced. I would drop in the, the mic. But I would drop the mic, but it would sound awful. Also, it's expensive. Also, it's on a tripod. I do. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. You can drop it. I don't could. do it. It's on the carpet. Drop it like it's hot. But but don't do it. So the face misplaced campaign is a lot of fun so far if we hit level 13 yet yes yeah okay good well and it started as like pre-written sort of stuff that you modified 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we started by going through pretty much all of the written material that's available right now. <laughs> we crazy. started with the uh, with like um, the yeah. opening of what is it called, the Fragile Web in Blood and Ferelden. We went through all the Blood and Ferelden adventures. We went through the adventure the Dalish Curse. We've gone through. Let's see. Uh, a band too many that came in the first GM kit that mm-hmm. came out back in 2010. There's a new adventure that's going to come out in the new one. Ooh. Excited to see what that one looks like. Do we know? Uh, it's probably going to be little, probably going to be a low level one just because the, yeah, because the GM's kit just supposed to get you started right away. Yeah, now that we're up at high level, it's sort yes. of we're now on our own. Now that we've gone Anything through every see, I think the only written adventure we haven't done is the new one that came out in the core rulebook, Invisible Chains, mm-hmm. which I haven't looked yeah. at very closely, but it's an Illusion intrigue adventure. Oh, well, we may end up with that anyway. We, we may end up have to go to Orlais. <laughs> we're say, going to Orlais. Adapt that for level uh, yeah, yeah. fourteen. For yeah. Level 14. Here we go. Yeah, we uh, our group is interesting <laughs> in that all four there are four of us. All four characters are female, and not all a single four? one of us are is a human. Nope. We got three elves and a canary. Who could ask for anything more? We kind of dipped into the racial more? relations, uh, <laughs> what's it called, the racial relations campaign uh, framework that they include in the core book, and mm, it's yeah. pretty appropriate. Yeah. We had a human for a while, but then she had to leave town, and She so. was the most level-headed of us. Yeah, and then I had to fill in for her, and those were big shoes. Yeah. I had to grow well, up real fast. It was to, hard. player had to move on to bigger and better things. Yes. We She's miss doing, you. She is doing bigger and better. We miss you, Barbara. She has her own classroom. So success. She's doing. Much she's doing well. good. I'll bet. I'll bet We're hers is. Uh, it's a little easier. I'll bet hers but, has uh, at least marginally more sanity than mine. Perhaps. I would hope. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. I have amazing kids, though. I'm gonna have. Uh, you know, so at some point, maybe I'll just like get names off of them and post some of the art that I've got from them on yeah. on the. I'll have to get permission from them first, of course, of course. Of course. But my kids have done some amazing art. That's one of the things that I'm just so I'm so proud. Mm. My whole wall, I'm out of space on my wall behind my desk because it's covered in student art. They're all it's very, good. very angry that I'm leaving. Hmm. I'm sorry, guys. It's so sad. I will miss you. And who's not leaving? Callian. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so... Callian would know. not last five minutes in that school. Oh, no, actually, Callian would be just fine in that school. She'd probably school. end up owning the place. She wouldn't have a whole lot of fun, though. No. But she would own the place because she yeah. could. That's how it goes. We're out of paper. We have a paper shortage. I'm printing everything on pink paper now. They pink do paper. that sometimes at the at schools. Yeah, I've had that. Jerk face McGee's. Younger. Um, but so, our, our party makeup is we have two warriors, a rogue and a mage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jessica's is the mage. She's the healy healer. She's very yeah. good at it. She is the most magical girl. I'm a very magical girl. Well, she's not... She's not, not sparkly most. like a magical no. girl. It's That's not sweet. like, you know, so, yeah, okay, we don't... It's we, not another character. There's a different fight. character. She is the, the magical girl. You can't be sparkly in Thetis. You can't. It doesn't allow you for You just it. can't. That dark, like, gritty fantasy. She, that about particular, as far as you can get. Yeah, that particular character would not survive in Thetis. That no. particular character... Her heart would break. That probably would be how she died. Her heart would break. It yeah. would be very, very simple. Her heart would break. And then she could no longer continue. Yeah. Anyway, but this character is not quite that. No, no. Pretty, bit more, bit more pragmatic. Yeah, she's had a pretty, she had a pretty good up, upbringing as yes. a, a first. Yes, she's a first for her clan. She, uh, she's got a few issues, mm-hmm. and uh, many of them being things that might not bode well if her uh, family found out about them. One primary issue that she had for a very long time and was teased about relentlessly yeah. was the fact that 
it, this is not necessarily a good thing. She was very she, charming. She happens to be very attractive, charming. She's got a high communication score and developed a certain following of suitors, two of which were human. Team proofed. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? It wasn't. I'm it wasn't team, possible. He's still alive. I still think that. I'm still team Prift. Yeah, I. I think I'm team Prif too, but I'm team Prift with somebody else. With me, I don't think so. Man. I think it would be cute. We're bros. We're bros. Yeah, well, I, you know what? That's what happens in all those like rom com movies. Yeah, and they're it's terrible. Like, you, help, no. <laughs> you know what? You're terrible. I am. <laughs> so it's destiny. Could be. He's like, come on! You just threw him out a window and then carried him like a sack of potatoes. Through, That's true. Uh, that was pretty cute. That was pretty adorable. That is how you start a romance: is you throw a, an apostate out a window, and then you carry him like a sack of potatoes through to potatoes. a safe house across the city to get away from the Templars. Away from the Templars. <laughs> that was this, kind of the best. He's actually done blood magic too. So, well, yeah. hey, he did it. He saved my family. I know. I'm fine. With That's our right, NPC. I think I was passed out for it. So, yeah, you tried to. Yeah, you almost I tried got, to kill people. You almost got my family killed. I, hey, I wasn't getting taken, okay? <laughs> I was not going to be kidnapped. Uh, so, so we're not actually through, telling you anything effectively. We've gone through all the written material, like the, the pre-written adventures, all the uh, packaged adventures that came in Blood and Ferelden. And uh, the boxes. The box sets. And we've, we've even done, uh, goodness, what's it called? Uh, Ed Battle's Edge. Battle's Edge, the big one with the mass combat and... That was that's really fun. The one that's at the very end of the core rulebook that you guys should check out because it's a level 11 to 13 adventure. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing. It's cool. You guys get to try out mass combat, and it's super cool. There's, we'll talk about mass combat There's a combat lot of good uh, role-playing challenges. Oh, yeah. And uh, I really liked, what was it, the key moments? What were they called? Were they called? Uh, crisis points. Crisis points. That was yes. cool. Mass combat's super cool. We're going to talk about that. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's fun. We had a good time with that. What? <laughs> it's better than some certain other systems uh, I've yeah. experienced. Yeah, with the mass combat, the, that other system. I love that other system very dearly. Yes. It's a great system. It's mass combat can be a little awkward. A little messy, a little long. This one, however, is elegant. It is and quite exciting. Quite elegant. Yes. And cinematic. <laughs> it really is. Cinematic. Cinematic. Do they mass combat? Could you say perhaps it's superior? <laughs> get out. No. no. I live here. <laughs> I have to get out. <laughs> just jump later but um so we were now that we finished all the written the pre-written stuff i'm making it up as we go now so he's, he's also yeah. crowdsourcing a little yes, from yes. Some although to be fair he is no stranger to uh making stuff up and creating giant campaigns out Let's of just it. say that for two years there was mm-hmm. a uh Level 20, Mythic 10 level... Uh, Pathfinder campaign. Yeah. Good so. lord. That had 18 characters. Yep. That was exciting. 18. Some long single, days and nights. Single turn. Oh, man, I remember some 5 a.m. If we were being quick. Yeah. Oh, you remember the last fight? We actually... We had to do an initiative counter on the wall with yep. pieces of paper, and it was so long that it actually went down onto the floor. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a lot of people. It was a good time. I don't we know how we did it. We had a lot of fun. Yep. It was a dang good campaign. We also did Saga Edition for that. We should get you into some I Saga Edition. I want Saga. Edition. I it want would be this. so much fun. Which the Fantasy Flight is also fun. I want this yeah, but, but Saga. Saga Edition's beautiful. Some of my best moments in my role-playing history have occurred in Saga. <laughs> saga Edition is my favorite D20 system because it's so elegant and it keeps the whole cinematic aspect of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Saga Edition. It's yeah. so cool. Also, for some Only reason, the dice are... keep working in yes, the right way. Only if there are PowerPoint transitions between scenes. 
Yeah. Yes. What about Star Wipes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Specifically Star Wipes? Yeah. Specifically Star Wipes. Wipes, uh, like... Yes. Circle in yeah, the circle dissolve, dissolve, or like the the bars. Maybe one Batman. Yes. <laughs> of course, when we were running my last Star Wars Thug Edition campaign, which is Clone Wars based, we, uh, we had oh the, that was so much like fun. The, the Flash Gordon, I think, uh, nice. intros of I had, me- I had mentioned the he opening did. of the episode. <laughs> our heroes were left. In, our heroes were left in the starship, etc., etc. And I had actually write out a little thing and narrated as we started. Beautiful. God, it was fun. It was awesome. Just like how they started every episode of the Clone Wars TV show, which is an yeah. awesome show. You should go check it out. Yeah. First, uh, first season's a little bit. Slow. Mm, but it gets great. But it gets it's better. Good. Also, also, watch Rebels. Rebels is super fun. One word: Ahsoka. That Ahsoka. is all. Ahsoka she, started off. Weird, she irritated but... the heck out of me at first, but then and then she got cool, just like Kellyan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I will always tie it back to her. <laughs> always always tie my beloved. Kellyan never Dear quite gets out of your head. Never. No, but it's okay because I have implanted a conscience. Said. There's nothing you can do about it. Even boots can't receive. Boots can't, is the best. Can't get rid of Kellyan. In case you have forgotten, boots is our stuffed Mabari. He'll be with us in all of our. He's he is one of our other co-hosts who's going to be sticking around. He can't talk to you though. Sorry, he's too busy eating his Mabari crunch. Nim nim nim. Crunch crunch crunch. crunch, crunch. Nim, if nim, I had nim. a cracker, I would eat Lots it from the microphone right now. Oh, to make it sound like is Mabari. It, is it double baked? Is there any other kind? Because that's the one where they like. That's the best kind. You get like two of them and they bake cheese in between. Yeah. It's like. If it's it's not double baked, (laughs) I don't want to see it. Sounds like something humans would want to eat. It is made of the finest quality rubber. Freaking dog dog biscuit grilled cheese. Nom, 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 nom. Why why haven't they done that already? Dog biscuit grilled cheese? Yeah. We should. For dog. Come up with evil plans. They should totally do that. Assuming that the the dog's. Cheese is. Yeah. Cheese is usually okay. It might be especially good for Babari. What? Evil plans. Evil plans. I like evil plans. For the other characters. For the other characters. They're not here right now. We can they're put totally them... going to hear it on the podcast. They're definitely not going to listen to it on the podcast. And that's, <laughs> that's how we'll know if they're actually listening. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a good test. It's a good test. They come into this next session. So, they should be like, you bastard! You! How could you? We're going to cut off Phenox horns, right? Totally. <laughs> really? horns are coming off. Yep. We found out they don't grow back. And we're gonna, we're gonna beat up Ashara. Yeah, that's our uh, 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 our us. character, Alora's love interest. Yep, yep. Gonna beat up Ashara. Ashara comes from the Dalish Curse adventure. Ooh. Yeah, we've taken a lot of NPCs and kind of made them our own. Most certainly, we're having a lot of fun with that. Prift comes from a band too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veril, who is your current love interest? Yep. Uh, was I had to go a... with the elf. My family and was baby like daddy. Was it? Hey, hey! Don't Spoiler tell everybody alert. that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Baby Daddy in game. Yes. Yes. We're we're. Well, I mean, you play. <laughs> anyway. Hey, hey, I'm not pregnant. I know. I'm aware. We're good. I know. We're all good. Callian. Apparently, knows. I have to shout that. <laughs> Callian. Callian was the first one step, to figure it step out. Step back a second. Right <laughs> after. Step back a second. Step Callian. back, Callian. Step back, Callian. Me. Not that far back. You can stick around. I'm so pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, Faith in this place has been a lot of fun. It has. I'm planning on taking us to level 20, and we're going Ooh, up I against we're going up against like some Big kind bats. of super mage, blood mage. We already met Flemeth, so that was cool. Oh yeah, they yeah. met Flemeth once. Flemeth just kind of looked at them and was like, "Oh, there's a lot of destiny here." I was there. I was the only person that made the cultural lore test. 
<laughs> to know who Flemeth was. Yeah, I recognized her from some of the books. Like, that's a, that That's an Ashabellinar. And so everybody else is like, who's this old broad? And my character's just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> And of course, Flemeth just laughed it off. And we met I Solus briefly. I go by many briefly. names, the Witch of the Wilds, Ashabellinar, an old hag who talks too much. <laughs> yeah, by the end of our conversation, I was starting to think that they're the last one, but I was too afraid to say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't, Don't say, say it. Don't say it. That's a lot of fire. She can turn into a dragon. <laughs> She's getting killed. Maybe I am a dragon. We met Solus briefly. We did yes. meet Solus briefly. We've met Solis a few briefly. people. Had some yes. cameos. Had a couple cameos. Wynn has made a cameo, of course. Wynn uh, is Solus has made a quick butt. cameo. She's saving my butt. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're both spirit healers. Cole was... Did we see Cole? No. You know, if you guys did see Cole, you wouldn't remember it. That's true. want you to. So for all we know... You probably I thought he didn't have a body yet at this point. At this point, he does not have a body, no. Not in this. Uh, the, the campaign is taking place right now in 932. It's like a year and a half after the... A year and a half after the fifth blight ended. And about... So technically, Sol shouldn't be here either, but we do what we want. Correct. And Technically, Flemeth maybe shouldn't be here either, but we do what we want. And about <laughs> half a year after, goodness, um, what's it called? Half a year after Dragon Age Origins Awakening. Um, but a little, and also a little bit after Dragon Age 2 gets started. Right now, I believe. Goodness, Stuff's going on in Kirkwall. Stuff's going whatever. on in Kirkwall. Right now, I, I think right about now, Hawk is going on his, exp- his her, slash her expedition into together, the Deep Roads with Varric. That'll go great, I'm sure. I'm not a fan of the Deep Roads. No, they're you shouldn't deep. be. They're not, deep and not very roady. No. They're like deep crags. Deep crags. Deep, deep crags doesn't have the same ring to it. Deep dead ends. Deep crevices. That just sounds kind of... Awful. Yeah. Spiderville. <laughs> Spiderville. Dark spawn roads. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we have a good time. We have a good time. The campaign has been going very well. I'm very pleased with how it's been going. Mm. Anybody else have anything really stupid to add? With how my character's been developing. Oh yes, I'm very pleased too with that. I think she's cool. Yeah. And then my, mine is uh, struggling to Which become love. a grown up and occasionally fails. And you are usually the one that brings out the failure. I try. You learn from failures. Callian's only helping you learn. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you and Vinak are trying to kill each other, she it's... mostly just tries to kill me. Yeah, that, okay, one of them you didn't really do anything for, but you've egged her on a few times. I mean, it's really fun. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible reason. It's a that's a terrible reason. plan. Uh, uh, I could evade her. She just doesn't like my sneakiness. She doesn't. She's made that abundantly clear. Abundantly clear. Also, she thinks you cheat at dice. Well, I mean, Probably I did, I did that one dice. time. One time. <laughs> that's all it took. That's all it took. We're going to just ramble, so we probably don't need to... I don't need to hear all the rambling. Nah. We've already given you plenty of ramble. some of that out. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time on the Wonders of Thetis podcast. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.